Thanks for tuning in to the Chapel Valley Midweek Podcast. We're glad you're here. Make sure to stick around until the end of the episode to find out how you can join in the conversation. Until then, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Well, hello and welcome to the Chapel Valley Midweek Podcast, uh, a podcast where we talk about our recent sermons and topics inspired by those sermons. I'm Kelsey and I have Cole here with me today who you're going to hear from in just a moment because we're going to start things off as we always do with our off topic question. And this one is inspired by uh, our latest sermon because Pastor David really brought up uh, Pocahontas for a portion of it. (laughs) So I had to ask the universal question, who's your favorite Disney princess? Ooh. Um, I I can go first. Yeah, go f- go first because I think mine is controversial. Okay, I I will give my two top two. I think the one that I had when I was a child and the one that I had as I got older. Because when I was a kid, I was obsessed with mermaids. Like to a point where I was like, well, I'll never eat fish because that's like cannibalism. Uh, so wow. the right. Ariel from the Little Mermaid was my girl. Okay. Um, and then I got older and I uh, definitely became more prone towards sarcasm. And Meg from Hercules became my girl. I thought mm. she had a lot going for her. She was very fun. Yeah. Okay. I... I uh... I think that that tracks. <laughs> um, okay. So I think growing up, my favorite, because now I have to give two answers. So I think growing up, my favorite was uh, Rapunzel, because uh, Tangled had just come out when as, as in an interesting part of my life, uh, where it was very impactful, very much enjoyed that movie, still do. Um, I think though like the coolest one to me is i don't even know if this is like if she's truly a disney princess but who, who's the 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 main girl from wreck it ralph oh vanellope yeah vanellope the princess princess vanellope uh she's awesome just so cool like I mean, if you're going to be a Disney princess, you should be a Disney princess with a go-kart. I think that's just go-kart a given. and always wears a hoodie. It's pretty pretty dope. So that those are my answers. Okay. that I, I respect those answers. They're not as controversial as some of your previous <laughs> answers to questions. That's true. Uh, but for now, let's get serious. Well, this last week, we got to hear a great sermon from Pastor David, who is um, obviously, if you listen to the podcast, you'd probably be familiar with him as a big part of our podcast. And he even gave us a shout out in the message. Um, But he gave us a great sermon called A Change of Heart, which uh, it was not lost on me. The, The emails that went out about this new sermon that did sound like some kind of clickbait article of like, uh oh, what's happening at Chapel Valley? A change of heart. Um, but it was just a really great sermon focused on, you know, continuing that idea of like, how do we trust in the Lord with our hearts? How do we 
navigate going through life and like having our own impulses and but still wanting to be faithful to God and what does that look like? I thought that was really great to be thinking about. And I was very curious uh, to get your opinion because I find that I think people fall into usually one of two categories when you think about your heart. Uh, I fall in the category of, you know, the heart is deceptive above all things. And like, you shouldn't listen to it and you should definitely be trying to you know almost actively suppress those parts of yourself but pastor david gave us a great point there which is yeah you have to acknowledge that the heart is deceptive and it's not something that should be like controlling everything you do you have to have better impulse control than that but at the same time the bible also talks about like that you know, God transforms our hearts, that he works through us and that it isn't something that we should just actively suppress a part of ourselves, but it's something that should be given over to him that he can do good works with. So there's that more positive side to things. So I was just curious how you felt about it. Yeah, I, um, I'll be honest. I, uh, I, it's not a question I've ever asked myself. Um, I don't, I don't, I try not to think about it if I'm honest because uh, I do think that mine also gravitates gravitates towards excuse me uh, like the 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 heart is evil rather than the Lord has transformed my heart and there are good things that come from that um, I think that yeah I, I've always kind of like uh, Pastor, Pastor David had talked about in the sermon how like we we grow up hearing follow your heart you know uh, trust your heart what is your heart telling you to do and i remember growing up in that but also i went to um private school i i went to a religious private schools uh and so they would say yeah the world is telling you to do that and you gotta not yeah not follow your heart do not do that because the heart is evil the heart like is is easily corrupted by the enemy which all of those things can be true but it's also important to remember what kelsey just said that like the lord can transform your heart and good things flow from that and the lord asks us to trust in him with all of our heart and to give our heart over for him to transform it yeah sometimes like i think you can talk to people where their faith is very defined by denial of like desire or impulses or whatever. They can lead very aesthetic lives where they, you know, when it comes to things like fasting or like not indulging in certain types of media or certain like lifestyle practices and listen i am not saying it, it that those are bad things to do but i think it's important that we don't define our faith by what we're not allowed to do mm. but instead define our faith and our relationship with god by what he gives like the joy and the love and these wonderful things being a christian is not about like all the things we say no to and how we lead these austere lives 
Um, I think there is beauty in sacrifice and certainly Jesus's life shows that, but he also, he does transform our lives with his love and show us all of these wonderful alternatives to what our, you know, human impulses would be. Um, I was curious though, also because David kind of talked at the beginning about like, oh, you know, those impulses, like the, your instincts, your heart, the things that we're sometimes taught to rely on. Have there ever been times for you where you thought at first, like, oh, I'm following God. I'm following like what the Holy Spirit wants. I'm listening. And then after the fact, you kind of realize like, oh, that was I was in the wrong there. I, that was not me listening to the spirit. That was me relying on my own instincts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that that is for sure happened and i have been humbled many times by many different situations where i really thought i was like listening to the lord and you know and and it turned out to just be like my instinct and and so um this was uh before i was coming to chapel valley that would happen and so when i started coming to chapel valley I was uh, challenged to, to try to um, f- hear from the Lord more often so I could recognize his voice and hear his truth. And um, from, from, from that, I, I think it's definitely not as often uh, when, you, you know, I confuse the spirit with instinct. Um but I think it, it definitely still happens where I think uh, like there, there was one time while I was at my old job where I was like, I really think the Lord is telling me to leave and to leave like right away. And it was after a really long week of it being really rough and I really just didn't want to be there. And so I convinced myself that the Lord was telling me that when it, really wasn't the case and then i pressed into the lord and the lord had me stay through the worst of it as it got worse but i knew that the lord had wanted me there and i ended up being very helpful in that area and learning a lot and so after after a little bit i heard the lord actually tell me that i was you know supposed to move on and that's how i left but like the first time i i really was just having a bad time and did not enjoy work and convinced myself that it was you know the lord when it was really not yeah it's funny how often like i think a lot of people that would say like oh they've experienced that like it has to do with like oh they thought god was telling them something that really reinforced what they already wanted or Mm. what their impulses already were because they were like well this is perfect um i definitely as you were talking about that it made me think of i had a friend back in california who we worked together um in like a women's ministry context and we were getting ready for an event one day and she was like kelsey i have to tell you about this thing that happened uh And she had had, I guess, terrible service at a hairdresser's, but she was like really good friends with 
the the person at the salon but she had had to like wait a long time and she wasn't really happy with the haircut and stuff um so at that appointment she like that happens and she goes to her friend and tells her like i'm not tipping you and these are the reasons why because i'm not happy with the service for these reasons and she told me she was like I'm really glad I spoke the truth that I like gave her like the truth. And I think that's what God would want me to do. Yikes. And yeah, in the moment you're like, as you're listening, you're internally like, Oh no. Um, so I had to ask her like, well, yes, obviously as Christians, we need to be honest with people, but sometimes there has to be a moment where you look at truth um and say like will there be any benefit to this for the other person mm -hmm. am i doing this because it's going to be a benefit to them is something that they're going to be able to receive or i'm am i doing this for myself so that i feel good yeah um and i just tried to be as gentle as possible with her in that and was just like maybe think about like was she in was your friend in a state where hearing that would have been beneficial to her that her heart would have been receptive to that at that time were there aspects of that that you were like trying to love on her or like be kind towards her and reflect not only like the truth that we need to have as christians but also like the humility and the mercy yeah it's got almost like she's trying to like justify why she shouldn't have to tip like when she i mean in a way that was very like excessive i think i, I don't yeah I don't it, it struck me as like oh that was really harsh so yeah. i i just told her that um and then we went and did our event and she actually came up to me later and was like you know i'm really sorry i i thought about that more and you're right like i that that didn't benefit that person it probably made them really angry and more turned off to anything I could say in the future about, you know, my faith with this person. Hmm. Um, and I think that's something that like, I have also struggled with, not that it's just my friends that go through this, but I'm like, man, sometimes you really want to be like, I'm going to bring the hammer down. I'm going to be like the justice in this situation. And it's like, Hey, first of all, like God has it. He doesn't need you to step in and say, I've got this one, God, I'll be justice this time. <laughs> and second of all, like he is so good. Like he is such a loving God that he is not like trying to give us justice, trying to give us correction because he's angry with us, but because he loves us and he's trying to meet us in that and provide for us what we need. And I think sometimes we fail to see like, oh, I went with my instincts and like what I wanted to say in this moment when really if I had listened to the spirit, there was a third option there of how I could have loved this person, of how I could have set my own ego aside. And honestly, I guess that leads into my next question, which is we as Christians focus on like, okay, trusting in God with all of our hearts instead of just following our hearts. But is there like different ways that we can help other people other christians or people in our lives 
to trust God with their hearts instead of just following their own impulses? Uh, I mean, I, I feel like that is a, a very hard question. Uh, it is it is a question that I ask myself. Uh, how how can I personally like break the the social norm of follow your heart? And, and how can I help other people, you know, hear from the Lord and trust in the Lord with their heart? Um, I think that uh, the best way that I've found is just praying for people, praying for that breakthrough, I think is very powerful. Um, but I, I think that prayer answers a lot of problems. <laughs> so I think that, you know, that that's kind of a go-to for a lot of people when they ask these kind of questions i I think that there are other uh i I think that there are other ways um particularly uh david talked about in his sermon um you can i I, I'm, i'm paraphrasing a little bit but you can know his disciples by their love um and and basically like if if the lord transforms your heart it's different and people notice that. And I think that the best way to help others with this is to just, you know, focus on yourself, fo- focus on the transformation in your heart, and then know that the, the Lord is working through you to reach other p- people, you know? Yeah, I, I think that prayer really resonates with me because it, I, I see it as a twofold thing. Obviously, you want to know somebody's situation, like what they're Mm. going through, so you can be praying actively for whatever they're going through. But also, like, a prayer you can pray over yourself for other people is, Mm. God, break my heart for what breaks yours. And, I Mm. like, I will say, it's not a prayer for the faint of heart, because it's... Yeah. (laughs) when, When you are, like, caring about people the way that God does, like, the the way I think about it is, like, a parent-child relationship... I mean, imagine loving every person you meet as much as you would love your own child. Like, that's frankly insanely overwhelming and exhausting to think about. (laughs) Um, But I I think, like, when we pray that, there is an aspect of that. And, of course, God's strength comes with that of, like, giving your heart the fortitude to care about others in that way. That normally, like, we go through life, we get burnt out with all the different stuff life has going on. And one of the first things to go is compassion, is caring about other people because we are burnt out and we're caring about our stuff. We don't have time for other people's stuff. And I think a huge part of, like, wow, if you want to trust God with your heart, pray for that transformation in your heart for other people that, Mm -hmm. like, we can begin to become more Christ-like in that way instead of following our heart, which, you know, tends to say, protect yourself at all costs, build this wall up so Mm. that other people can't get at you and hurt you. And when you're able to show people like, hey, I care about you. I'm vulnerable with you. I don't care about getting hurt because I know God has my back to protect me and heal me when my heart gets hurt. That's like what what I would think of when people talk mm-hmm. about like that difference in encountering like somebody exercising that like 
Christ-like love yeah. for other people. If that's something, you know, that you have been praying through, if you're trying to figure out, then we would love to pray with you about that. I mean, honestly, that's what it's all about, is all of us just trying to support each other and trying to become more Christ-like in our everyday lives. Um, and if you have something you want to share in line with that, then we would love to hear from you. Uh, you can email us at info at chapelvalley.org. It's one of the best ways to get connected with us, and we would love to pray with you, talk with you, support you in that. Um, that's what it's, like I already said, that's what it's all about. Um, so thank you so much for being here with us, and we will speak with you next week. Thanks for joining us for the Chapel Valley Midweek Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it, but now we encourage you to join in the conversation by submitting any questions you may have or just sharing what the Lord is doing in your life by emailing us at info at We can't wait to hear from you and make sure to tune in next week.